Hello, hello, and welcome to the Borealis Experience. I'm your host, Aurora, and I'm very excited to have Josh Zeppes with me today. He is an identity archaeologist, and yeah, he's just a lighthouse out there who shines his light so brightly that when you come across his videos, when you come across his website, you feel just drawn into his energy and his mission. I'm extremely excited to have him here today because I pick out heart-driven leaders, uh, leaders who went through some stuff in the past and then were able to liberate themselves from old structures that were not serving them anymore. And yeah, I find it very interesting to speak to heart-driven leaders because we need more of them out there. We need less ego-driven leaders. We need more heart-driven leaders. Um, so yeah, extremely blessed for Josh uh, making the time to be with us today. Um, at first, I would like you to tell us a little bit about your background. Obviously, I read a little bit about you, but people who are listening maybe didn't have the time to, to look into your bio. Where are you coming from and what are the struggles that you had to go through in order to then connect deeply with your mission and yourself again? Welcome to the show, Josh. Thank you, Aurora. Thank you so much. Honored to be able to share with you. Uh, thank you for allowing me to share time. Hopefully, I could share some wisdom and knowledge and uh, my uh, experience. Uh, so, I like to say I grew up as a soldier. I grew up as the good soldier. I did everything I was told to do. Like, you know, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. I was that obedient person. Uh, and I was the first one in my family to go to college. And that was, that was my, I was, I was, it was drilled into me from a young age, Josh, go to school, get good grades, go to college, get the safe, secure job, put into your 401k. All these things were told to do. And I did them. And I thought I was successful. I thought, Oh, Hey, I made it. This must be what life is about. Uh, and so I, I spent 20 years in corporate America, just being that shy, negative, skeptical, introverted engineer. And I thought that that was it. And then one day, everything I thought was right wasn't so right. I just wasn't as happy as I wanted to be. I knew something was off. You know, when you get that feeling like you, you almost start seeing the code in the matrix, you're seeing these glitches and like, man, I'm just not supposed to be here. Uh, mm -hmm. I wasn't as I didn't have the money I wanted. I didn't have the lifestyle I wanted. And I just wasn't free. And, you know, freedom, that, that honestly is my favorite effort nowadays, because It, now, it wasn't. I had a different effort, favorite effort in corporate America. I'll let you all guess. Uh, but now my favorite effort is freedom. And, and I believe that on every level, physically, mentally. I said, I can't do this anymore. I, I want out of corporate America. I need to do something on my own. And I got into the financial industry. I got into the, the gym industry. I was a competitive bodybuilder. I was running uh, franchise gyms. It was fantastic. And then one day I said, wait a minute, time out, Josh, stop trying to make money for a second. What are you really good at? What is your genius? What is your real talent? What is that thing you could do better than anyone else? The thing that is easy for you to do. What are those things? I made a list and then I said, okay, 
how can I bring this value to the world? How can I take these things and make money with it? And that's where Identity Archaeologist was born. Mm. That's what led me to find, like, I just started with me first instead of with what makes money. And I said, I'm going to find a way to take me and make money with me. Because I think everyone should get paid for being themselves. Yes. Yes. No, that's so very inspiring. And I feel that is a very sustainable and healthy way to approach success and business. Everything else that you do is to please others, to fit in. And like you say on, on your mission statement there, it's going to make us sick, right? Like cancer, I strongly believe, is not something that just comes out of the air. It is when you are constantly pushing against yourself and rejecting yourself and not accepting yourself. And um, it's, a, it's a very courageous step that you took there. And I know there's a couple of people out there who try to get on a new path But they are met with resistance, inner like doubt, self-doubt, but also from their family and, and you know, the, the group of people they surround you, themselves. And it is very hard to, to keep pushing for your mission, to keep fighting for yourself when you feel all of a sudden you're threatening the sense of belonging. Um, did you experience that when you first started out? And how did you deal with that? You must have oh, felt yeah. so lonely. And how did you not fall back, but you fell forward? Yes, yes. Excellent question. And I always tell people, I say, if you're not getting resistance to something, you're going the wrong direction. That, if, I, if, if I'm not getting doubted, I'm not happy. I, like, I'm not doing something right. Like, it, 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 it's not supposed to be easy. Bruce Lee says, never pray for an easy life. Pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. Yeah. So it's, it's not about expect life's easy and that's okay. It's just, is the hard part worth it? Are you going, right? Everybody wants the glory, but they don't want to go through the story, right? Mm -hmm. They don't want to go through the pain, but we got to. That's how it works. People think success is over here and failure is over here. So if I'm in the middle, I just got to run towards success. We're success, Josh. I don't want to go towards failure, but that's wrong. That's incorrect. Failure is right next to success. Failure is in between you and success. You've got to go through failure to get to success. That's the only way. Mm. Uh, so to your, to your question, I had two kinds of people. Well, actually, there's actually three kinds of people we're going to meet when we go and try and do something big. There's the yaysayers, I call them, which are like the cheerleaders. These are, this, this is mom. This is dad. Maybe this is your best friend. The ones that are like, I'm there for you, man. Whatever you need. I'm there. You can count on me. And they're really cheering you on. And then you got the naysayers. These are the ones that want to tear you down. What are you thinking about doing that for? You can't do that. You're no good at this. Keep your safe, secure job at the mall. You're, you don't need to worry about that. Keep your head down. Stop, stop trying to do something big. Those are the naysayers. Then you got the fence sitters in between, which are most people. They're like, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm going to see what happens. They're just kind of watching. So I say all three of these people are great, but let's talk about just the two, the yaysayers you need. When you fall down, when you scrape a knee, when you're bloodied and muddied and you're on the field and you're like, I just can't anymore. You need these people to pick you up. You need that person to just listen to you or to kind of like dust the mud off and say, come on, man, come on, 
We can do this still. But you know what I need more and what I needed more personally? I needed my naysayers. My naysayers are my tackling fuel. That's what I call them. They, they're the ones that I said, you know what? I'm never going to let them say, I told you so. They're, they were the ones that, were, that kept me going. That, that was my, honestly, my, my true fuel. Uh, because if you want to get me to do anything, tell me I can't do it. Get out of my way. Yeah. That simple. Yeah. Ah, what a warrior. No, this is like very, very inspiring and empowering. And yeah, to just tell people out there and, and also myself that just push through it. Self-doubt is normal. You know, even Joe yeah. Rogan or whoever you look up to, whoever was your mentor, they went through those stages of self-doubt as well. And, and sometimes we feel that successful people, they were just born that way. They have an easy life and it's not the case. It is not the case. And we cannot just, yeah, see ourselves as the victim and the others as the heroes. And we don't deserve that path. That's uh, total BS. We all have similar chances and we have to just see opportunity at, at every corner um, of life. Yeah, that um, reminds me of my favorite C word, by the way which is courage, yes. courage. It's a very mis it's a misconception that it's the absence of fear. Like courageous people have no fear. That's not true. Courageous people are freaking afraid. They really, really afraid. The difference is they don't let their fear stop them from moving forward. They just do it anyways. And yeah. that's, that's so, so powerful. If you could develop your courage, in other words, do what you got to do the right thing in spite of your fear. Yeah. Nothing can stop you. Yeah. No, that's beautiful and something that we should write down and have on our fridge to, to see every day because every day we have a new opportunity to push through and not be like paralyzed by our emotions. Um, I just watched your, your little video about the importance, like when people ask you, what do you do in life and the importance to know yourself and how to answer And how to ask the right questions in order to set yourself apart from others. And I feel it doesn't only apply when it comes to business. It applies like on our whole life. Like how do you feel about yourself? How do you feel when you enter the room and join people that you never saw before? Um, can we dig a little deeper here when it comes to the questions that we need to ask ourselves? Yes, yes, absolutely. So now we're getting to something called identity or self-worth. Yeah. Like I always tell people, no one's going to respect you until you respect you. Every form of respect or power or identity or self-worth starts here. Uh, so you're right. It doesn't just apply to business. It applies to our personal life. In fact, I believe that business and, and life should not be separate. Mm-hmm. I think you should get paid for being yourself, right? I think that we should be able to bring our humanity to our business. We should be able to be ourselves because that's our true uniqueness and that's where our power is. Now, society, they'll tell you to, no, be professional. You got to act a certain way. You got to put on a facade. You have to pretend to be perfect. Forget that crap. I'm telling you, the way business is going nowadays, that is bad advice. 
You got to be you because that's the one thing that can't be duplicated. Anyone can copy your business or your job. You know, someone can come in and they can put someone else in your job, in your position, mm. but they can't replace you, right? They, you're, what you bring to the table, your story, your mission, your values, your stand, the reason why you got out of bed in the morning, all those things, if you're clear on those things, there's nothing sexier than when you walk into a room knowing all that and your energy is just like people just feel it. It's, it's kind of like when you walk into a room and people are like, I don't know what she does, but she knows what she does. And I want to find out. I need to go talk to this person. That's attractive. That's magnetically attractive. And that's what you want to be in life mm. and get places. You've got to love yourself. You've got to really, really take stock. And if there's something you don't like about yourself, work on changing it. Get some help. Read a book. Find a mentor. There are ways to keep improving. That's, that's the key. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think of all the people now who are unhappily single and, and there it applies to, right? If you know who you are, what you want, what you represent, you will shine your light and you will attract the people in your life that are meant to be in your life. So very, very powerful statement. And then I have three other questions. There's, yeah. there's actually three very important questions just in general. I do courses on goal crushing because I like seeing people achieve things. These are the three most foundational questions. If you can answer these, you can accomplish anything in life. Mm -hmm. What do you want specifically? Number one, what exactly do you want? And I mean, with clarity, you got to see it in your mind. You got to be able to like see it perfectly, like feel it, touch it, taste it, smell it, hold it. What do you want exactly? That's the question number one. If you can answer that, good. Why must you have it? Not why do you want it? Why do you want it? It's kind of that false question. Why must you have it? What happens if you don't get it? Will life go on? If life is going to go on, if you're like, yeah, you know, if I don't get it, no big deal. Go back to number one, set a bigger goal. So number two is why must you have it? Who's going to be hurt if you don't get it? Who's going to die? Who's going to be injured? Like, and then question number three is how are you going to get it? Because mm -hmm. once you know where you are, And once you know exactly what you want, the middle will work itself out. There's always a how. If I know I'm in Florida and I want to get to New York, I know if I, I'm going to eventually get there. As long as I go north, whether I drive, ride a bicycle, do somersaults, uh, <laughs> do the mamba, right? Whatever I, it doesn't matter. As long as I go north, I know, because I know where I am in Florida. I know my destination. I will find a way to get there through learning through learning how the right environment, the good, right associations. So know exactly what you want, know why you must have it and know how you're going to get it. You can answer those three questions. You're absolutely unstoppable in anything in life or business. Mm -hmm. It sounds a little bit like calibrating your internal compass. Yeah. To, no matter what, focus on, you know, the direction you want to go and make sure that every day or every week you do a step towards that goal. And That's right. what I wanted to add uh, to what you said previously about um, like being authentic and, and doing your job uh, because of yourself and what you believe you are best in and, and feels best for you. People can sense it as well. Like the trustworthiness factor, for instance, 
Um, I remember, you know, greasy real estate agents or the greasy person at the bank when you know, ah, they're doing this job because someone told them to or because they want to please some kind of expectation. And you can sense whenever a person is doing it from the heart. And those are the people that we tend to trust more and give our money to and, and open up to because they do it from a very authentic place and not from a place of expectations and, and uh, you know, weird intentions. Um, we're all animals and I feel we can sense these things and sometimes it is hard to put a finger on it. But you make it very clear um, um, what is important to to bring into this world and how to uh, communicate our mission. And and when we talk about lighthouse, for instance, you you speak about lighthouse and how um, you see a job shouldn't feel like a job, but it should feel like yeah an extension of your life. Um, How did you, like, how can we imagine your lifestyle now? Like, how do you bring work and, and pleasure and, like, time out, relaxing time? How do you balance it all? Oh, excellent question. So real quick on uh, what you just said. Uh, you know, the one thing that trustworthy people don't say, they don't say, trust me. Right. That's, that's <laughs> so I, I always tell people, I said, look, if someone says, trust me, the last thing you're probably going to do is trust them. Yeah. Uh, so if anyone who's listening is in sales, if you have a job in sales, which is very common, stop selling, stop selling that you don't need to convince people. You don't need to tell them, Hey, trust me. I got the best products. I got stop convincing people instead of selling, start sharing, mm. sharing what Josh? Well, sharing, why you care. People want to know why you care before they care what you know. Start sharing why you care. Start sharing value. Start just looking at it as a, that person that you're talking to. How can I help this person? How can I provide value to their day? Whether or not they become my client is irrelevant at this point. Provide some value, help them out, give them some good advice because you're the expert, right? If you're selling something, hopefully the expert in your field or industry and help that person out. That person will appreciate it so much, they probably will become your client. But mm -hmm. if you go at them with, like you were saying, the slimy saleswoman kind of pitch, it's, it's no good. It's fake. And people are sniffing that stuff out like crazy. So stop selling. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so your question was, please, uh oh <laughs> No problem. No problem. It was, how do you balance everything? Like the, the work life, the like, pleasure and sports and family yep. relationships. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. Uh, so by the way, I am, I like doing lots of different things. So this is a great question. I run obstacle course races. In fact, I'm doing one in seven weeks in 10,000 foot mountains in Mexico city, uh, doing a 13 mile obstacle course. I, I, I love doing things like this. So mm -hmm. here's what I do because I have to train for it out of time. I do something called time blocking. I use a calendar. It's very simple, but here's the key. I schedule in my time with my clients, which I don't call work, by the way. I refuse to call what I do work. It's way too easy for me. It's way, I, I enjoy it too much to classify it as work. I just say time with my clients, time where I get to play. So I have my work time that are scheduled. I have time to create. I like poetry. I like writing stuff. I like articles, copywriting. 
time for that. And I schedule in time for fun. That's the part people miss. Because when you don't schedule in fun, if you don't say, you know what, I'm taking this two-hour block and I'm going to watch a, a movie on Netflix. But I got to do all my other time blocks first, right? I have to go. I got to get my work done. I have to do this. I have to do this. And I'm going to schedule in fun. The problem is if you don't schedule in fun, guess what happens? Your fun becomes a distraction to your work. And you start missing your work. And then you start wasting time and nothing gets done. So the real key to time blocking is schedule it in. Put it on a calendar. I use Google Calendar. Put it down. Time with my family from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. But then from 8.30 to 9.30, I'm working on my book. I'm writing another couple of pages in my book or I'm reading something for personal development. Like you've just got to put this stuff in and then be accountable. Just follow what you say you're going to do. Be accountable to yourself. But another whole topic, that's another (laughs) challenge. Oh, I love it so much. And I love that you make it important, like leisure time, fun times are important. You know, the playfulness, we cannot lose this. Otherwise, because it brings us back to our heart. It makes us relax. It recharges our battery. Um, Like some people think, yeah, that's just a waste of time. Like I have to focus on my goals and family and friends can just wait out there. And there might be phases where, where it's okay, but To see the big picture, it's very important to have these downtimes and to schedule them in is that you're the first person who who says that. It's it's very important and it sounds maybe weird and not romantic, but you're basically making time for your partner or your friends and you're fully there. You're not half distracted on your phone. You're fully there sharing your presence like you're doing with me right now. And uh, then after 45 minutes, we say goodbye and move on to, to a new task. And it's, um, it's very important. Um, I have one last question. Um, if there was three things that you want the world to um, take with, like if we say all your books all your videos, all your posts were deleted. Mm. What are the three things <laughs> that you would like for people to take away from you? Ooh, wow. On the spot question. This is a good one. Yeah. Take uh, your time. There's no time pressure. So I w- let me do, I'll give you the first one for yeah. sure. Because I, I get people ask me like, what's your number one piece of advice? The yeah. number one thing. Uh, and I'll just, I'll just say this in general. Don't listen to broke people on how to get wealthy. Don't listen to the unhappy on how to be happy. The unsuccessful on how to be successful. You catch the drift? Yes. When you're taking advice from people, it doesn't matter how much you like them, how much you love them, how much they may care for you. Make sure they are competent or they're at least an expert in that area. Please take advice from the right people. Mm. That doesn't mean... Like, I'm sure mom loves you, right? My mom loves me, but guess what my mom's never done? She's never run a business. So I'm not gonna say, hey, mom, how do you run a business? She's just, she's still a wonderful person, but she's not the right person to ask that question. So be very, very careful that you don't confuse competence with familiarity. I see that way too often. Uh, Well, my dad says this, well, great. 
in that field? Well, no, but okay. You might, you might be steering, you might be getting steered wrong there. So uh, that's the first thing. Always ask that question. Who am I following? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh boy. Uh, I would answer this question. If I were paid in happiness, I'll just ask it in terms of if you're paid in happiness. So happiness is now the national currency, right? Money's gone. What would you be doing? If you had to provide value to the world, what would that be? And I would compare that to what you're currently doing now. Mm-hmm. If they're different, that's okay. Keep what you're doing now. Start working on what, what makes you happy, wh- where that joy is going to come from, where that passion, that genius. I got voracious about personal development. I started reading every book I could. I, I was, you know what I believe and what I actually, I know is true. We're all born for greatness. Every single one born for greatness. It's just that we're conditioned to fail. We're conditioned to struggle. We're taught how to lose. Isn't that crazy? We're mm-hmm. actually taught how to lose in life. But here's the good news. If you can be taught how to lose, you can forget how to lose. You can be untaught. Mm. So my big question when I left corporate America was, wait a minute, Josh, get all these people that are so successful. What are they doing different than me? How do they think? What are they doing? I want to know. I just started diving into all kinds of nonfiction, right? All kinds of books about these people, about mindset, subconscious. And, and look, I'll be honest, a lot of the stuff at first was woo-woo. Like you start talking to me about, you know, affirmations and all this stuff. I'll be like, what the heck are you talking about? Remember, I'm that engineer. I'm like that skeptic. But I had to learn there was something I was missing. And I just dove in and I, I, I said, I got to find out what these people know that I don't. So I had to suppress my ego. I had to like empty my cup, so to speak, and assume I don't know it all. And I had to go find some answers and be open to things I never thought possible. Open up a whole new world. So that's a, that's a big thing I would recommend to people. Just be open and start voraciously reading anything that changes the way you think. Mm. Wow, this is so powerful. And nowadays, like books at the, are at the tips of our fingers and you can download a Kindle or audiobooks and there's really no excuse yeah. not to, or podcast right there's tons yeah. of entrepreneur podcasts and like my last guest said we we live like emperors you know even emperors back then they didn't have running water hot and cold they didn't have food all the time they didn't have all the books um, that we can imagine having and there's just so much abundance And so much uh, good content out there. And we have to be a little bit selective at times. But um, I really love your your three pieces of advice and everything you said um, previously. I know it's going to bring a lot of value to people. It's going to make people feel hopeful and empowered. And um, you're very like approachable. I know that our first meeting didn't take place and right away you were open to reschedule. And oh, of course. you're also a very humble person, I feel. And, and it is so important to, to, yeah, 
be humble and and to to share with people and then people will trust you and want to connect with you and I learned so much with this uh, 32 minutes here that we spent together. I'm so endlessly grateful for having connected with you and I'm wishing you all the best and health. And uh, yeah, we stay connected. Absolutely. And it's just a pleasure to share with everyone in the audience. Hopefully everyone got a nugget, something. And you're right. It's not all me. I'm just the messenger. Mm -hmm. I just feel... Part of my life is to help share this kind of information. So hopefully it's impacted people and that's all I can ask for. List one nugget, that's it. They don't take it all. Just take one thing and put it into action. That's all I ask. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Josh, for being here today. Yes. And you have a wonderful rest of your day. You as well. Thank you, Aurora. <laughs>